Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to France, or perhaps uh, somewhere else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe it's France as well. And the, the era of World War I in the game The Grizzled. Uh, the Grizzled is a cooperative game in cards. There's not quite a game I've ever played exactly like it. It is a very interesting game where there is limited communication, but you're all supposed to work together to, as soldiers to survive a series of missions to get out of the war alive, all of you together uh, supported. You lose if one of you dies. Um, it is all about doing this together, which is a very positive thing and a very depressing theme but the game is good or is it i don't know let's talk about it and we can figure that out for ourselves so let's talk about how we play the game and then we'll get into more of the details about our thoughts before we get into how we play the game did you cover all the things about sure the game? didn't i just jumped right and i caught it this time <laughs> <laughs> flew right past uh yes the grizzled was published in 2015 it was designed by fabian rifaud and juan rodriguez art by tignus and published by sweet games <clears throat> Uh, it plays two to five players, and is it's just a reasonably quick game. It's 30-minute uh, playing time was what it's listed at. I would say that's about right in my experience. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, age 14 plus. Of course, the community says 10 plus, and weight is 1.95. Um, yeah, I would. the mechanisms of this game aren't complex by any means. Where the, where the complexity comes in is just the strategy, understanding the strategy and, and doing the strategy well. This isn't an easy game. It's, it's hard to get through this one, uh, but you do really have to work with each other. And so there, I could see why, even though it's a simple game, it's an older, higher player count. Plus the theme, I guess uh, it's not graphic, but by any means, yeah. but uh, there is a theme of uh, war and and the uh, hardships for so uh, there we go I did it and uh, <laughs> if I, I did it correctly so off to the rules explanation all right uh, so in this game essentially what you are trying to do you're not trying to win World War One you are just trying to make it through World War One uh, that's that's the only goal which kind of uh, brings a little bit of a downer to the game but uh, I makes it feel a bit more honest than some other games where it's just like, no, you need to win the war. It's just like, you know, wars are pretty big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, do this all myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. Just me and these four <laughs> other people, we're, we got it down. Uh, basically, the game's going to start, uh, each person's going to grab a little character card. Uh, there are two sides to it. Uh, one indicates uh, what your good luck charm is, and I will get more into that. Um, and the other side indicates that you've used your good luck charm. Uh, but it kind of gives you a little, a little name, uh, a French name, which is why I believe it's, it's, it takes place in French, like Felix Moreau and Gustave Bidal, or and I'm obviously pronouncing all of these wrong. Let's just say it's the, the slight cold that I have that's causing that to happen. Uh, you're also going to, there's a deck of 59, as they call them, trial cards. These are, this is essentially what you're trying to get through. You're not trying to get through them all. You're going to set them up in a special way. Uh, and then you're going to place these two other cards. One uh, basically has a dove on it, and the other one has a... Uh, a very sad statue on it, uh, which has all of your names on it, which is not, it's a memorial statue, which is not, not good at all. Uh, you're going to place this, uh, the peace one on one side, the, uh, the statue one on the other side, then you're going to shuffle that deck of 59 trial cards, uh, and then depending on how difficult of a play you want, but basically, essentially, if you're playing a standard game, you're going to take 25 of those cards out and place them on top of that piece card. 
uh, and you're going to place it like askew so that you can understand th uh, which deck is which uh, after you've done it. And the, all the rest of the cards go on to the, the statue card. So you are trying to essentially in this game get through the deck that is on top of that piece card, or as they call the morale reserve in this game. And I'm going to forget the names of all of these because I never use them. I just said this deck usually when I'm teaching the game. But since there's no this deck when I'm talking on a podcast, uh, I, I, <laughs> I will do my best to try and use the correct names of stuff. Uh, you're also going to set up a few other things. There are these little uh, speech bubbles. Uh, they're called speech tokens. Uh, you're going to place them in the middle of those two things. Uh, and depending on how many people are playing will determine how many of those speech bubbles you get uh, it's five tokens for two or three players, four tokens for four players, and three tokens for five players. Uh, there's also a mission leader token determining who goes first. You're just, I believe they said they give it to the hairiest player, but uh, you can give it to whoever you want. Uh, there's also a game aid in there. Uh, and also there are some support tokens. Uh, the, they are double-sided. One side has information. The other side is just a cup of coffee. Uh, the way you set it up is you will give each person... Uh, a left support token and a right support token, and then you will give them a random third token, and all the re remaining ones just go back into the box. There's there's a plenty of extra. There are a few ones that say uh, you could. It's possible you could get another left or another right. There are a few that say uh, double left or double right. Uh, I will get into the what those do when I get to that. But uh, essentially, once you have done that, you have essentially set up the game and you are ready to play starting with the person uh who is the leader they are going to deal out cards to everybody uh in the first round of the game you are required to deal out five cards to every person from that and let me look it up again uh morale reserve i totally was gonna say the wrong thing if i didn't look that up uh and and that's what you're and so you're slowly going through that morale reserve and then once everybody has their hand then you can start playing, starting with the mission leader. They are going to take an action. Uh, and there are a couple of actions you can take, although in the beginning of the game you're kind of limited. But as you kind of continue through, uh, you can start to actually use some more of these actions. The, the four basic actions are play one of your trial cards, use a good luck charm, use a speech, or withdraw from play and play a support token. And, and the withdraw from play and play of the support token is one action altogether. Uh, so it's not five actions, and I didn't miscount. Uh, <laughs> for the most part, you're going to be playing these trial cards, especially in the beginning because you can't really use a speech token because no one has one yet, uh, and you can't uh, use a good luck charm because there's nothing to use it on yet. But uh, the trial cards. The trial cards are basically made up of two different types of cards. A majority of them have little uh, icons and symbols on them indicating what type of trial it is. Uh, and the types of trials that they could be range from objects to weather conditions. Uh, so it could be a bullet or a whistle or a, and I can't remember what the other object is, a gas mask, or it could be rain, or it could be night, or it could be winter. It could be any of those six different things. And it can be, it's usually multiples of them. It usually tends to be uh, an object and a rain condition, uh, a, a weather condition, but it could be multiple weather conditions. It could be all three weather conditions. It could be no weather conditions and all three objects uh, but they're they're all on a single card uh, essentially you're going to play one of these out onto the table in front of everybody uh, it's it's located in the center of the table somewhere uh, and they call this no man's land uh, and whenever you play one of these you will play it out into no man's land the goal in a mission 
Each, each round is essentially what they call a mission. In the mission, you don't want to ever have two of the same symbol. I'm sorry, three of the same symbol. You can have two. Once you hit the third symbol, you have failed the mission. So you never want to get a third one. So you usually don't want to play it for, if you have one in your hand that matches, you don't want to play it, or you want to figure out a way to get rid of some symbols. And there are ways to get rid of the symbols uh, from out there. Uh, that is one type of card, are these symbol cards, these trial cards that have symbols on them that get played into No Man's Land. The other type of card, they are called Hard Knocks cards. These get played on your person. Uh, so they they are they kind of look like a little note or message that is kind of scribbled, and they have like a little red lightning bolt at the top. Although there is one that is special, and I will I will get to that. Um, it, you basically play it on yourself, and it is a bane on your character. It it will usually hurt either you or the entire group in some way. Uh, and these hard knocks cards range from really difficult to not so bad. There are ones such as say selfish. Your support token is always directed at yourself. Uh, or it could be a uh, demoralized. When the morale drops, flip one extra card. Uh, so it makes things a little bit harder. Or it could be something where it's a phobia. And so when you play it, it says, oh, you're afraid of whistles, which means essentially there's another whistle in play while you are still in it. So in No Man's Land, there could be one whistle. And if you have the whistle phobia on your character, as long as you're still in the mission, there is another whistle, which means you can't hit more whistles because you're afraid of them so that means two technically two whistles it's it's not actually a third whistle you're just more afraid of them than usual which means once you hit that second one then you fail the mission so you don't want those extra things and as long as you're in the mission it stays there and these will stay every round as long as they sit there so they do not go away at the end of a round so that, that as soon as you play it on yourself you're saying this this is going to hurt guys not just this mission but in future missions as we go uh, and you will continue to do that so those are the two types of cards there is i did mention there's a special third one that is technically a hard knocks card because it looks like it it's the actually the only good card in the deck i believe it's called merry christmas which allows you to remove a hard knocks card from any player <laughs> which is thematic uh, if you know anything about uh, Christmas and World War I. Uh, there was a brief respite uh, during one Christmas where, in, in fact, uh, you could hear other uh, different camps across the line singing to each other, and they kind of had a slight ceasefire uh, for a few days, possibly a week-ish. I'm not really sure. I, I heard it in Radiolab. So let's go listen to Radiolab <laughs> or something like that. I'm sure it has it there. Uh, it's a good story, really great story. It talks a lot about humanity. But uh, anyway... Playing a card is the first type of action you can do. The next type of action is when you use your good luck charm. Uh, you will flip over your card to indicate that you used it. Uh, and essentially, each person has a own special good luck charm. Uh, so, for example, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, God, I picked the name that I can't pr pronounce whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Lazare Bonacelli. Could it be Bonacelli? I'm not really sure how to pronounce that C. Uh, has a good luck charm that indicates that he can get rid of a whistle. So you would flip it over, and then you can get rid of a whistle from No Man's Land. You can't get rid of a whistle from on a person, or at least not that I believe so, uh, but you can get rid of one from No Man's Land. So if you're like, oh, God, everyone, it seems, I'm, I'm having a feeling that everyone has whistles, because when I played that card, I, I heard some groans going on. So 
So you know what? I'm going to ease the tension. I'm going to get rid of that whistle card, which might also get rid of a rain card because that whistle might have rain on it as well. Uh, I did not mention this, but you cannot communicate what cards you have in your hand. Uh, that's kind <laughs> of important. Uh, you can kind of, usually when I play, it's usually like, oh, things aren't good. I don't know what I can do on my next turn, but you can't specifically say, oh, I have a rain card. If only I could, I could play this rain card at some point in time. You're not allowed to do that kind of stuff. Uh, once you use your good luck charm, it is used. You don't get it back unless you get some support, and I will, again, get into that. Uh, that is good luck charms. Using a speech, if you have a speech, uh, which you only get once the leader token moves, which only moves at the end of a round, and I'll get into how you can get them, but to play them, uh, basically, you will get rid of it. It goes back into the box. It's gone for good, although in the expansion, they make it a little bit easier on you, and that's the way I tend to play. Uh, but uh, you will say basically pick out one object and say you can get rid of that object from your hand. So you'd say you'd be giving a speech. You don't actually actually give a speech. You say everyone can get rid of a, a whistle from their hand. It doesn't do anything about anything in no man's land. It doesn't do anything about cards played on your person. But if you have it in your hand and it has a whistle on it, you can get rid of it. It's removed from the game. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, which technically that does include phobias. So if you do have the phobia whistle in your hand, you can get rid of that one too. Uh, if no one has it, uh, then you've given a really poor speech and it, it fails to, to go off. But uh, you, you're gonna, you usually reserve it for as soon as you know everyone has a bunch of stuff in their hand. You usually don't wait until the last minute to give a speech. You want to give the speeches early because you want to rile up your, your troops. Uh, and then the last thing you can do, which uh, will be the last thing you do unless you fail the mission, is to withdraw from play. So you're going to take your hand of cards, place them face down, or if you don't have any cards, you'll just place you, they they usually give you some sort of way to indicate it with your character card and you will pick one of your support tiles now in the game you start with three but you might not have three in fact you might not have any later in the game uh, but you will pick one of them uh, either left right left left or right right depending on what ones you have and you will play it on your little character card to indicate that you have passed you're out and you've played your support token the support token is to say i want to help one of my brethren out. Uh, so if you pick left, you're picking the person directly to your left. If you pick right, directly to the right. If you pick left, left, it's the person two spaces to your left, uh, which technically in a three-player game would be the person to the right. So uh, that's just kind of how how cyclical systems work. We're back to those cyclical number systems. I love it. Uh, uh, essentially, you were saying, I want to help this person out. And once the round ends, uh, hopefully you've given enough support to the right person uh, because they get a benefit if they are that person. Uh, this continues on until either a round continues on until everyone has passed or you have failed the mission. Uh, and I've indicated you fail the mission if three of like symbols show up. Uh, and it's possible you might have some uh, hard knocks cards that prevent you from passing, so it may make it a little bit harder, types of things like that. Uh, if the mission fails, uh, all of those cards that you played to No Man's Land go back on top of your morale deck. Morale reserve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if if you passed all of those cards that you played into No Man's Land, get removed from the game. They're gone. You don't have to ever, ever have to worry about them again. Uh, if you did once once the mission is over, then you will reveal all of the support cards that got played. It's possible people who didn't pass and the mission failed didn't get to play a support token, in which case they don't get to support anybody. Uh, and then you will literally give those support tokens to that person. So if I played left, I'd literally give that support token to the player on my left. Uh, 
If there is one person that got a majority of the support tokens, they get a benefit. If they if if there's a tie, that's not a majority. Uh, if no, if everyone got one or something like that, it's not a majority. One person needs to get the most. Uh, in which case, if they do, they have a choice. They can either get rid of two hard knocks cards in front of them, or they can replenish their good luck charm. Uh, it's one or the other. And that is if they were successful in the mission. If they failed the mission, they only have one choice. They can get rid of one hard knocks card. That is it. Uh, so you are trying to kind of balance all of these things out as you play. Uh, and then the last thing you will do uh, is you're going to add more trial cards. You're always going to add a minimum of three, but it is usually determined by how many cards you did not play. So you're going to count up how many cards didn't get played at the end of the round. So it's possible someone passed early. They had two cards that they just ugh, they either couldn't play or felt like it was too early to play in the game. Uh, and so you're going to count up those. However many didn't get played, that's how many you're going to add from that separate deck uh, the, the Trials card deck onto your Morale Reserve. Uh, so the more cards you can play, the better. But you're always going to add at least three. Uh, so even if everyone had no cards, you'd still add three cards to your Morale Reserve. Uh, you're going to change the Mission Leader. The Mission Leader is going to shift over to the person on the left. And the person who had it will gain a speech. I got to it. Haha, <laughs> that's how you gain speeches. Uh, although it is possible that it might not rotate because there is a Hard Knocks card that prevents it from rotating. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. That is basically how it's going to go. You're going to keep repeating this process. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, the, the leader is going to select how many uh, cards. But I, as I said in the first one, they have to pick three. Uh, in future missions, you, you can pick uh, anything as long as each person gets at least one. Uh, so you, you can you can give everybody one, you can give everybody two, you can give everybody four if you wanted to. There's no limit to how many you can give other than how many is left in the deck. If you exhaust it, the morale reserve, before uh, you've given out all the cards you need to, then you've just exhausted. That's good. Uh, to win the game, you need to remove all the cards from that morale reserve deck and all of the cards from everybody everybody's hands. So you can't have any cards left. Uh, you fail the game if uh, you get rid of all the cards and the monument that was uh, placed on the bottom of that one deck is visible. As soon as that that monument is visible, you have lost the game. Uh, the other way to lose the game is if any one person uh, has four hard knock symbols, and it's that little lightning bolt symbol, because there are there's one card that shows two symbols, uh, but if anyone has four of them at the end and they haven't received support... Uh, so it is possible you can have four. In fact, you could have five on one person during a mission, but you haven't failed yet. It's when the mission is over and you've revealed support. If you can't remove those those hard knocks cards from that player, you have failed. Uh, so that is there are two ways to fail and only one way to succeed. Uh, and that that is the entirety of this game. That is how you play uh, the the grizzled. There you go. That is the grizzled. Um, yeah, this is a great, great game. The Grizzled is really fascinating of as a, um, I don't know, just a, a co-op game for sure, but also a just I don't know, unique, unique play in general. It's really obviously shines in the co-op game because that's what it is. But there's just something about the Grizzled that I've, I've never quite felt in another game. I don't know. <laughs> I felt similar it's, things, but to it's me, very it's. It's like the least depressing, depressing game that I've played. And I've played a few right. depressing games here and there. This is one of those games where you feel depressed, but you don't feel like 
just beaten up by the end of it. You're like, oh, we were so close. You know, you're. it's really about working with each other. It's not about losing a war. It's not about, oh, God, we killed, we lost all of these people in this, this battle or we weren't able to save these slaves or all these different things. You're, you're never, like, weighed down. It's, it's a personal thematic thing. It's just about you and your friends. It has nothing to do with killing an enemy. It has nothing to do with uh, failing to save France. It's just about, you know, camaraderie and working together with, with your compatriots. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it does it so well. And the fact um, the, that it's, there's the lack of communication. Um, there is the idea of just like, I really love, of course, that the fact that Alex, you mentioned this before where we're, you're not defeating, they're not winning the war. You're just surviving as a group of soldiers who are, um, just kind of stuck in the middle of this terrible war, and I love that feeling. It, it's 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 very on point. The theme with the way the mechanisms work, it's surprisingly on point with the theme where you have to support each other. The support tokens are really fascinating to me. I think this is one of the best parts of the game where, without speaking, you have to just sort of scan who needs the support in your group, and if you can, if you have the support token that can point to them, you want to ha- send it their way. And so there is this unspoken system that kind of develops that isn't perfect but it definitely um more often than not i would say in the games i've played the support is going the right direction it doesn't always work sometimes it feels miserably or sometimes people just don't have the tokens or sometimes someone has like all the tokens or right you know and so some people can't literally cannot be supported but whoever at that stage the when you're um dropping a token you're definitely considering that and and trying to make that work or respread out the tokens in a in a beneficial way and that's just a really weird interesting system that works but it's difficult and there's no speaking around it it's just fascinating to me that it's unspoken and yet it still works really really well and so yeah there's so many cool mechanisms in this game um what's your experience with playing this i've played it at Four, I believe, is the. I'm trying to remember. I think I might have played a three-player game, but my most of my experiences are full complement of players. I've played it all the player levels. I've played it two, three, four, and five. I think it's it's really good. The one game, the two-player game, just isn't that good. Uh, yeah, they, they make a lot of uh, concessions here and there. It's it's hard to have a game where it's just two people that can't communicate. You know who you're going to get the support taken to. They, they what they do is they add. I think they add a third. It's been a while since I've played it because it's just not that good. Um, yeah. But basically, the support token, you're, there's a third person that you can give, like a dummy type player that you can give support to, and they randomly give support to people. And it's just, it doesn't feel as engaging as any of the other ones. So it's not so good. There, There is an expansion that makes it a little bit better, but I've, I haven't actually played with the two-player in the... I've played the expansion, I have it, uh, but I just... I've been so soured with the the original two-player game that I'm just like, eh, no, it just... It shines so much better at three, four, and five. I think... um, I don't know which one would be best of the three, four, and five. They're all really good. I do enjoy a three-player game. I think for trying to make support tokens a little bit more difficult, it would probably be four or five. I think the game just gets a probably a little bit harder the more people there are because the more people there are the more cards that are immediately played because that that three cards that everyone gets in the beginning of the game it just that's standard and nothing else changes so being able to play nine cards in the first round isn't that bad trying to play 
15 cards in a five-player game uh, is kind of difficult, and it just makes it a little bit trickier, but it spreads out some of those phobias a bit, uh, so it doesn't make things quite as bad, and uh, people can usually, there's a lot more good luck charms in there, so it kind of, it evens it out here and there, uh, so it's, I, I think I like, if I had to pick one, I'd pick a four-player game. Uh, but I, there's nothing wrong with playing a three- or five-player game. There's just a lot wrong with playing a two-player game, which is probably why I don't bring this out too much, uh, because I tend to be playing a lot of two-player games. But uh, when I do bring it out, everyone tends to enjoy this game, although there might be a little bit of confusion just because you can't have all that open communication. And a lot of the times people are going, oh, God, I don't know if it's good enough to play this Hard Knocks card. And then they play it, and you're just like, what did you do that for? Why did you do that now? You should, you should, have, you should have bowed out. What were you thinking? Uh, although it might just be that they, they really had nothing else better to play, and they didn't want to not play a card. And so there's, there's just a lot of tough decisions to make. And uh, it's, it's really it's interesting. Uh, and I, I've I've learned to bite my teeth on moments like that where I'm like, why did you play that? That was the worst. You should have played that in the next round because right now that is the worst thing we could have seen. Why? Why? Yeah, uh, types, yeah. Types of things, uh, which uh, I I really enjoyed. It's trying to find out those moments when all right, this is this is horrible, guys. This is going to be bad, but I got to do it sometime because you you do have to play it eventually. You can't have it just sit in your hand the entire time. The goal of the game is to play all those cards, uh, and if you don't play it, uh, it's never going to get played. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, I that I was trying to think of like the best way to summarize the experience on the table, and um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like it's it's exciting, it's fun, it's not depressing, but it's definitely like, and it's not serious, but but. It's, uh, I don't know, it, it feels so unique to me compared to other cooperative games. It, you really do get lost in the game. Like, I will say that the mechanisms draw you in, and you very much are, um, I don't know, you're, you're in it. It, it. It's it's a it's not a game where you never lose the theme, but it's definitely not, like, dominating you. You get kind of a great mix of being involved in the theme that is it wants you to, but also involved in a very, very cool set of mechanisms. So uh, the Grizzles is just great overall. I, I really enjoy this game. I would definitely agree with you about the two-player. I, I do remember playing it once and being like, or I don't even think we finished. I think we started. We're like, oh, this is okay. All right. I don't really get what this supposed to, we're supposed to do here. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a minute. But they do have an expansion, which supposedly takes care of that. Um, okay, yeah, the Grizzled. So, yes, the Grizzled is a pretty awesome game. Let's see. Let's talk about getting this out and about with us and how that's going to look. Um, all right. So taking the grizzled out is going to be not too bad of an experience, but it does have a bit of components. The nice thing is, is that everything fits in a small box um, and it's easy to tote around. So in the game, you're going to have several things out on the table. <laughs> you're going to have your... Uh, the draw deck, of course, uh, for both. Uh, see, now I'm going to forget what these are called. You have to help me what the draw decks are called. There's the, uh, what are they called? The two draw decks, the one with the piece, the one you're getting The morale through, then, reserve is the one with the piece. Yeah. And a. then the other one. The other one is the trials. Trials. Deck. Okay. So, yes, morale deck is what you're trying to get rid of. You're trying to get through those. So when oh, you guess decide, what? I had what? them backwards the entire time. <laughs> oh, no. 
So the trials right. is what you're trying to get through. Okay, the morale well, reserve is the thing that you're hoping not to get all the cards out of. So, all right. Well, that, makes sorry. that makes sense. That makes <laughs> that sense. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so the trials specifically, yeah, you're trying to get through that deck. And if you can get through that deck, well, you've gone through all your trials. And so you have succeeded in surviving the war. Um, but you don't want to run out of morale through the course of the war. So that's why you want to make sure. I don't know. That's the cool decision at the beginning of to figure out, like, how many of these cards are we going to go through um, for each mission. And that's not an easy decision because it's harder and harder the more you go through. Um, but so anyway, you're going to have those two decks out in front of you on the de- on the table somewhere. You're going to have, um, let's see, I am, what was next? What's the next pile of cards? Um, why am I blanking here? Is there another Oops. pile of cards? There's only two piles of cards. Right, I'm sorry, not, not pile of cards. Um, you're going to have a little pile. You're going to have a pile of chits basically around where you're going to have uh, the, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to have the uh, pile of speech tokens. You're going to have the pile of. Um, you're going to have oh, your own personal pile of support tokens. Yes, you're going to have support tokens. I'm trying to think of just in the middle of the table. Though. Oh, you're obviously, never mind. The other thing in the middle of the tableau, uh, table is the tableau that you're playing out the yes, uh, no man's trials land. cards too. Uh, <laughs> so the no man's land is in the middle. And that's where you are going to be playing stuff from your hand, too. So that's pretty much what's in the middle of the table. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to think if there's anything else, and that's it. In front of you, you're going to have your character card with your special ability either flipped up or face down, whichever, you know, if you've used it or not. Um, you're also going to have your um, support tokens, if you still have some. And throughout the game, they're going to shift around the table, so that's going to change slightly. And then you're going to have your hand of cards, and that's going to depend on how many are you guys are tackling for each mission to get through them. But mostly you're going to have, well, I don't know, a few in your hand, and then you're going to be playing those out into the table as they come up or as you choose to. Uh, let's see. The other thing you might have in front of you is as the rounds progress, you might get a speech token as well uh you may or may not get this most likely you will because it goes around the table enough uh if you're surviving (laughs) you probably will get one at least one and that's really the only thing else you'll have in front of you uh the first player marker does move around the table as well and that's important because that gives you when it passes it gives you the speech token and and it is important to know who's first player there's a decision to be made there but that's pretty much it so there are a bunch of cards floating around the table but it, it is fairly concise and i will say like the cards are not like they're European size playing cards, and so they're reasonably sized. They're well made, and um, but this is a central tableau game. I don't know if this passes the pizza test. I'm trying to. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like it doesn't. The central tableau doesn't even need to be dead center for sure. So probably it probably could. It could. It can pass the pizza test depending, I guess, on your the size of your table. Uh, yeah. You do kind of. Need, everyone kind of needs to see what's out there. Although usually uh, we'll tend to communicate just to remind everybody. All right, there's there's two whistles out there, everybody. Don't forget. Uh, you're yeah. not telling people not to play a whistle. You're just letting them know so that <laughs> yeah. they can see. Hey, don't forget. There are two whistles because he has a phobia and he's still in the round type of a thing. So don't. And also there's there's two of these and there's uh, there's only one there's only one rain. But uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just to let everybody know that <laughs> yeah the that and that so that goes to the vibe of the game and the vibe of the game is very interesting as well because yeah you can't you can't talk exactly about what's going on you can't um be very specific there is there is talk in this game almost all of my 
plays of this game, there's definitely been a good table vibe, but it, in in a in a very fun and interesting way that it's you know everyone's just trying to suss out the best move, but also um, communicate <laughs> best they can uh, what they're doing or what might happen, but without verbally talking. And but mostly you're just trying to like examine the board state and do the best you can, and that I think is so great about this game because sometimes you're not going to do the perfect move and that's okay because well that's very appropriate to theme as well you're just doing the best you can and trying to do the best thing you can to support your fellow soldiers um but the vibe because of that is very supportive and so yeah you can make a bundled move or someone else can it's more like wow darn it but it's it's rarely like you screwed it up for all of us you're the reason why we died (laughs) in the war uh it's more just like you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a supportive game uh, in that way. Um, there is, of course, you know, you can talk as long as you're not talking about exactly what you have in your hand or things you're going to play or what support direction you're going. Uh, there is a there's chatter allowed, and I think most of the times when I'm playing this game, the chatter is mostly just like. I don't know, we get kind of like um, war banter of soldier, <laughs> soldiers of like, you know, oh, what a tough mission this is, or blah, blah, blah. So it's sort of kind of like this in-the-trenches banter. And, uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, de- decent vibe for a game that you can't talk to each other directly. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Who is it for and who it's not for? It. So this is going to be, I think, a bit more specific. Who it's for, I think, is, is anyone who really likes a good game design. Gamers are going to really enjoy this game, I think. I think there is enough very solid game design here and innovative game design that I th- most gamers are, are really going to get interested in this. They might not be for them for sure, but I think they're going to get a kick out of that game or this game for sure um who it's not for now this is a maybe a little bit broader of a su- subject or section because this game is does have a distinct taste and um i think if you clearly if you don't like cooperative games this is this is one of the best examples of a cooperative game i've ever played yeah so that might turn you off but still this is the pinnacle of design here for cooperative games there is really no quarterbacking option here you can't have someone take over it's just not it's not even possible with the structure of the game. I mean, so I, tr- it, I try to, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best, but I really never get it. Um, but the other thing is, is that we, there are some challenges here in the way the game is played. Like we mentioned about the not speaking and the decision making that, I don't know, some people might not love, but it's definitely not because the mechanisms are bad. I think it's just that some people might not like that pressure um, to the feeling that they have to make a right decision. And, that being said, I think that's a, a minor complaint, but I, I think it's there, but I think it's a minor complaint because this game isn't a game, like I mentioned, where it's really like, you messed up, oh, thanks a lot, buddy, you screwed up for everyone. It's just, you're just doing your best, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. This is a difficult game, and it is yeah. not easy to win by any means. And some people just don't like that that challenge or that difficulty rating. The cool thing about it is there are ways to adjust the difficulty within the game, but even so, it is still a difficult game, and so you're going to experience And technically, that. the rules I gave you were the easy rules there's there's right. another thing that makes it a lot harder that i never play with <laughs> <laughs> right yeah this game can be brutal um and but i like the fact that they have those abilities to adjust the the difficulty but yeah it's it's a hard game regardless even with the easy because i usually play that way too it's the and yeah it's it's tough but i like that i love the challenge and i think if you are someone who would have that interest as well you're going to really love this game uh but that's the only thing i can think of for someone that might turn them off is just the mainly the difficulty uh of this game uh can you think of anything else that would really be up or down on this one no i think you had all, all the stuff that i kind of wanted to bring up was uh l- largely about the cooperative nature and its difficulty level it's it, it just because you don't like cooperative games doesn't mean you're not going to like this game 
It's, yeah. I mean, it's, sure. you could still probably hate it, but... Uh, <laughs> you have it from, in your heart. You could hate from, anything from the, you want. From the people I know, uh, the people who aren't huge on cooperative games, they still tend to enjoy this game. So Yeah. Yeah, there's something about this game. Really, it is very unique and kind of magical in a way. I don't know what it is, but I just find it very, very fast or very uh, engaging. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, so really, most people I think are going to get a kick out of it, and, and I think be intrigued and like this game for sure. It's it's such a solid design. Uh, would your mom like it? I don't think your mom would like this game at all. <laughs> I think this is definitely not her game. I think there's just too many, too many things that are not in your mom's kind of. That your mom's just not interested for gaming, like the high pressure, the lack of talking, <laughs> the uh, the inability to, uh, I don't know, I, just everything about this, I think, is just not in her um, uh, interest. So, yeah, what do you think? Am I on? Am I, on I, I, think you're, I think you're dead on. I think yeah. <laughs> she's definitely going to be one of those people looking at her cards and going, I don't know the best move. And she's going to be like, I think this one. And I'm going to groan. And she's going to be like, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And my mom does not talk like that whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she 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 would. Just, there's nothing where yes, you're playing it cooperatively, but it's not one of those things where it's like oh, you can kind of band together. It's very much more of a all right, we we've made it, we made it through this one. All right, let's uh, let's hope hopefully we can keep this up, guys. Like she gets enough of that watching Vikings games. She doesn't need that <laughs> playing an actual uh, card game. Uh, so. She gets enough abuse. <laughs> All right. Yes, I've got, I I feel like I have. Uh, I was not even I had full confidence in saying that about <laughs> your mom's preference on this game, despite it being a really good one. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I think we covered it. Who taking it out? Who would be for? Who it's not for? All right. Well, let, let me just cover all of the extras that. Yes. Uh, all right. That we kept Expansions alluding to. All right. So before I get to the expansion, the the rule that uh, I don't tend to play with, and most people tend not to, uh, some of these uh, cards that have symbols on them that you play into No Man's Land, they they occasionally will have this additional symbol at the bottom. It looks like the backs of the cards. It basically looks like an additional trial card on it down in the bottom with a, like a red border. Uh, and essentially what that means is when you play it out into no man's land, you are going to play one card from the top of that deck and flip it out into no man's land, which means you could be sitting there going, Oh, there's only two whistles. And then a random whistle comes out from the top. So it just makes it that much harder. I, Almost never. I think I've played with that rule once. It makes the game real hard. Uh, but yeah. I think I think if you really want that experience, you can do it. Uh, but uh, you do not have to. So that that is the rule that we tend to not play with. Uh, the the uh, expansion uh, game is called At Your Orders. Uh, it I think it makes the game a little bit easier uh, in this game. Uh, they made a few subtle changes to make it easier, but. They do suggest in the rules that you do play with that uh, uh, ability where when you play one of those special cards, you do add that extra card from the deck. So they they know that they've made it a little bit easier, but they want you to – they're trying to, trying to pull you into actually playing with all of the rules from the original game is what they're trying to do. Uh, the things that the main thing that they've done is they've added a mission deck. Uh, so essentially, there's this uh, deck of cards, and you're going to set it up. There are easy, medium, uh, and I'm sorry, easy, normal, and hard missions. Uh, and depending on how difficult you want to play, uh, you can put more of them. They, I think, the suggestion is four easy cards and eight normal cards for a regular game, and like the ultra, ultra hard game is two easy cards, four normal, and six hard missions. 
essentially what's going to happen is uh, you're not going to declare, oh, everyone gets this many cards. The mission leader is going to draw two of these cards and pick one of them to be the mission that you do. And uh, different missions can be something like, oh, bad luck. Good luck charms cannot be used during this mission. Or maybe you have double hit. When a player plays one card from his hand, he has to play two. If he only has one card in his hand, he cannot play it at all. So it just, it limits the things you can do. Or it could be something that's actually good. It could be something like immune, where the missions cannot fail because of snow. So you can play as many snow as you want. Those are usually the easier missions uh, in the game. So it changes the goal, the the limits, the, the constraints, or adds more constraints into each mission that you play and changes what you're trying to do. It also determines how many cards each person gets determined by how many people are playing the game. So the bottom of the card will indicate, oh, you're playing a two to play three player game, each person gets three cards. But if you're playing a four to five player game, each person gets two cards. So it kind of change, it takes some of the choice uh, out of the game, but it also adds a little bit of crunchiness to it. It gives you uh, uh, something to go for each. It's not, it's not the same mission every time. It's a different mission every time you're like okay now we need to focus on this guys okay based on all the stuff that we've just played last round we still have these phobias out here but now we have to worry about this and the mission leader is the one that selects what kind of mission you're going into uh it also as i mentioned it changes it so that the speech tokens uh now when you uh give a speech the speech actually just goes back into play it doesn't go get removed from the game so you're not limited to the number of speeches uh at all which is a nice uh change uh when you give support to people now when they get support uh you get rid of two hard knocks cards and you reactivate your good luck charm uh unless you have failed uh, in which case you get to remove one and you get your good so no matter what you're getting that good luck charm back so it just makes it adds a lot of things to make it easier so that those hard things that got added aren't so hard uh, and then the end of the game changes a little bit and i don't quite remember how it works because it's been a long time since i've played with the expansion but i really do enjoy the expansion uh it makes it so that uh eventually you get to a point where you're like you know what we can win it. We're not going to do that mission card. The, we're not going to pick from two missions. We're going to do the last mission right now. Uh, and you will essentially either pick Final Assort, Assault uh, or Last Stand. Uh, the Final Assault is the good ending where you actually make it out alive, but you have succeeded. Uh, and hopefully you get rid of all your cards. And if you don't, you've actually failed. So it, it makes it uh, a lot more tension right at that last. A lot of times you're just like, well, if we don't do it now, we'll do it next time. Well, now that you've picked Final Assault, you're ending it. It's It's got to be now. It's now or never. Uh, the last stand is you're not doing so great. Uh, it makes a few things a little bit easier. Uh, but essentially, if you can pull through, you win. But you, you win posthumously. You've actually all died. But you did win the game. So it makes a lot makes it like a little thing where it's just like well how do we want to end this guys you know we're not doing so well maybe we can just make a last stand right here we can just we can just get rid of all the cards from our hand type of a thing we didn't get rid of all the cards from the deck but we got rid of all the cards from our hand at least we did something at least we made something that people can look back and go they stood for something type of a thing and so that that is it gives you a few more choices on how you want to end game to end if you're if you're sitting there going god guys we're not going to make it uh, at least you can make a win out of a loss type of a thing so it i like it it's an interesting expansion and it adds a couple more bits and bobs it has little standees to make it easier to notice when people have passed and things like that uh yeah it's it's a it's a decent expansion and i believe they actually sell uh a com 
like a, a, a large box version of this where you can get both of them in there. And I think it actually has some really interesting little standy components type things. I don't have it. It looks interesting. You don't need it. Uh, you can just get each of them individually. I, I prefer having them all in a small box. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I'd like to check this one out. I've never played it, and it sounds really interesting. Um, I uh, uh, the, Is the big box the one with the – because there's one with miniatures. It's the Armistice edition. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, there's little miniatures in it, yeah. Yeah, and I, that adds that also adds a bunch of stuff. I was looking at it before we started, and it actually adds, um, uh, I believe, like quite a bit more story depth and like kind of like a legacy in a way. Oh, interesting. Um, and it looks really cool. It's 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 got yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it is like a, kind of like a legacy. Like it's a long campaign <clears throat> with um, more stories and more like I just see a stop read when this chapter is over card, which is very oh. legacy. <laughs> well, so, Mister, I know more information than the person that tends to know more information about things. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> Uh, I don't know much more. I just know that. But <laughs> it looks really interesting. And um, I definitely – I don't know. This is definitely a game that would lend itself really well to having like a – obviously Legacy, a big story yeah. arc. And so the fact that they have this out is pretty cool. And I, I'm not sure – I haven't seen it in stores. But I'm, you know, I know I've it's available online still. I've seen it here oh, and there. Oh, have you? Oh, cool. Okay. So it's definitely out there. I think it might play less people though. I think it plays one to four um, with that version of it, uh, oh. but the standees well, look maybe, amazing. It could be, it could be really something cute. different that I don't know about. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the standees look amazing. They're painted and they look really perfect. Like they're just I don't know. The same art style came through really well with the with the physical standees. So it's a really great presentation again. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, check those out. And uh, yeah, the Grizzled's really great. It's an it's an awesome game. It's definitely a recommend. You I see still the base game in stores all the time, and it's a pretty pretty easy pickup for 20 some bucks and it's definitely worth it you'll you'll that's a great game for that price and so i I definitely would recommend this one for sure um all right everybody let's see how are we gonna end this one i should we attempt rhymes or what do you think you want to rhyme grizzled (laughs) yeah i think there's gotta be a few in there you Uh, you don't have a slogan (laughs) i don't i don't so we gotta do it (laughs) all right I'm going to say we can get to five. I'm going to say we can get to two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're terrible at this. All right. Uh, okay. All right. I will start it off. And Are I'm ready? not guaranteeing the things I'm coming up with are worse. <laughs> <laughs> and still only two. <laughs> Just sounds. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Are you ready? Let's count it down. Sure. Okay. So we can't, we can't pause for more than three seconds, and it's a back-and-forth rhyme scheme. So... I will kick it off. So grizzled, sizzled. Ooh. Uh, is frizzled a word? Sure. <laughs> All right. Frizzled, uh, chiseled. God, you're, you're good at this. I'm bad. I'm out. I don't know. The, the only word oh, no. I had was frizzled from the beginning, and I wasn't sure it was a word. Uh, we have failed. See, I, don't know, I don't know if I can go any farther. The only other one I was thinking of. Was Lizzoed like when Lizzo comes? In, Lizzoed, you know? <laughs> she gets you. You just been Lizzoed. <laughs> I just assumed we could get one more <laughs> and then get to five, but I had nothing, so I was hoping you would come up with something. All right, darn it. Well, we failed, but we got four 
uh, technically Did we? Three, but we got. Uh, I don't even know. Frizzle the word. I'm going to ask my wife about that one, and she's going to look at me with a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is. I feel like it is. it's Frizzle. Like isn't that uh, the Magic Tool Bus? Miss Frizzle. So yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you ever find yourself on a Magic School Bus inside of someone's body, you've just been frizzled. You've just been frizzled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and she's playing music. It's Lizzo. And you've been Lizzo. And you've been Lizzo and frizzled. <laughs> That'd be, they should do a team up. Release a concept album. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody. Well, you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways and uh, give us some more of your rhymes, of course, or let us know what you'd like us to review or some comments on what we've reviewed. We'd love to hear from you at chitsnchat at Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>